You are listening to the Christian Worship Center podcast. For more information about our church, please visit us at cwcstillwell.com. We hope you enjoy this message. Sometimes we say ministry is all about people, and that has to do with it, but if you don't know how to minister to God, then you can forget ministering to people. Amen? So I want to take a scripture out of 1 Samuel. We're going to go there first, and I'm going to try to get through this really quick because um, I had talked to a couple more people, and they're, they're going to try to tag team it too, and we'll get on the electricity line. So when the church first saw that, that is so wrong. Because you're not here and I'm not here for us to entertain or to fulfill somebody else's dream. We are here to fulfill God's dream for the world. And his dream for the world is that same dream that Moses had when they said, Boy, there we see some people on the other end of the street uh, prophesying and, and we were. We, we told them that they couldn't do that. Moses the only one. He said, I only saw God's people in front That's when the elders were all upset because these people were down there prophesying. Moses said, I wish to God all the God's people were prophets. I wish everybody knew what God was doing. Not just a certain group. Not just a certain amount. So anyway, we're going to start out in First Daniel chapter 3. In verse number one, this is not a King James version. You can follow me if you want, but I got them up here. I think verse Daniel three and one. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to Eli before the Lord. Come on, that's the way we all think, right? But the Bible says that the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli. He got. The Lord's stuff done before he ever started ministering to Eli. Come on, I, I wish y'all get this. Because we got to start with ministering to the Lord before we start ministering to our brothers. And a lot of people want to start ministering to the church before they ever learn to minister to God. 
Amen. And so the word would go on to tell us why this was happening because the word from the Lord was rare in those days. And visions were infrequent. I think this is from the NIV, not the King James. It's a little bit easier to understand the King James version. I picked it for that reason because I want you to understand that the word of the Lord didn't happen very often. It was rare. And those days, visions were infrequent. Nobody but the priest or the ministers got a word from God. And it's back that day, time again. And God's saying, I want everybody to be my friend. How many remember that he told Abraham, or told that told Abraham, he said, I won't do anything except I return, I first reveal it to Abraham. He told his angels that. He said, now, I can't do anything with Sodom and Gomorrah until I get down there and talk to Abraham about it. You know why? This lets us know that anything that is concerning our, us or our families, God is wanting to communicate that with you before he takes any motion or any. And are you listening? Am I listening? Because a friend of God is a communicator with God. Come on, we think communication is just on cell phone. Right? So you remember that old song that years ago was in the Red Hymnal, I think? It says, Telephone, glory, oh, what joy to God. you remember that? Yeah, some of y'all don't know this. You know how old that is. Sentinels <laughs> never busy, always on the line. You can talk to Jesus most any time. Prayer and faith and promise, means the broken line. Held in constant keeping by the Father's hand behind. Come on, y'all. I'm not that one at all, but surely not that old. Golly. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but maybe that person is like, I don't know, but I've never heard it all my life. Huh? You think I made it up? Okay. My wife is sitting here. She used to hear it when she was a kid, so I won't even make it up. <laughs> but, but anyway, we, we have, uh, in these days, we feel like that we are, are Communication with God is rare. Man, we hear from prophets, we hear from teachers, we hear from the, the real word of God coming to every person in the building, except preaching most of the time. It's kind of rare. You don't get that everywhere you go. And thank God we have it here. God talks to most everybody on this in these views because people are constantly getting visions, dreams, and, and words from God. And that's exciting and that's wonderful. We don't want to let that go. We don't want nothing to happen to it. We want to nurture that. We want to we want to get that. So that's exactly what we want to happen because Moses said it. I wish all God's people were prophets. I wish all God's people heard from God is what he was saying. I wish they all communicated with God. I wish they all knew what God was doing. I wish they all knew what God was up to. And so Samuel began to understand that ministering to the Lord was more important than ministering to a man. Come on, we get so caught up in ministry to people that we forget our first and 
and foremost responsibility is like Samuel. I want to minister to the Lord before I go try to minister to somebody. Amen? All right, let's move on to Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 13, verse 10 says, But as for us, the Lord is our God, and we have not forsaken him. And the sons of Aaron are ministering to the Lord as priests, and the Levites attend unto their work. So you understand, you're getting a picture now, that these Levites and ministers and sons of Aaron wasn't ministering to the people, they were ministering to the Lord. Do everything with all your might as unto the Lord. Paul says. Matthew. Which one is going on? There we go. Matthew 27 and 55. Many women were there looking also the distance. This is when Jesus was crucified. Who had followed Jesus from Galilee while ministering. Tells you how much God dislikes you by 
thinking you've been what he wants you to do, right? And so he began to tell uh, Eve, now really God, if God was really concerned, this tree is the one that will make you smart. Let me say, it'll make one wise. It'll make you as wise as God, is what he said. It'll make you wise as God. And it's also good for food. It's good to cook with. You can use this in your recipe. Oh, man, look at what God is keeping from you. And so when she saw it was good for food and good to make one wise and good to excel somebody in pride, she took the hope of it and she did. What happened to Eve is she was, there's three things that are in the Bible that are listed. The lust of her eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those three things is what Eve saw. And she said, I want the lust of the eyes because it looks good to me. I want the lust of the flesh because it looks good to me. I want the lust of the eyes because it really would make me smart. And the pride of life because I can't. And she said, she took the bed. And she grabbed the hope of it. And said, I'll eat it. Just take a sip. Good job. You've got this first act. You've got half the job done. You've got one more to go. And then you can have the whole thing. But guess what happened? Is Adam and Eve had dominion over all the earth. Not just the garden. Not just that they had names, all the names. God had given him authority in the nations, authority over seed time, harvest, over everything. And when he spoke something, it happened just like he said it was going to happen. In the earth, every time Adam spoke something out of his mouth, because if you study about Adam, he sat in the place of, of God's presence so that he, when he was in the, the, the worship of God, he could call stuff out of, of himself. That's why he said, I'm going to call forth this woman out of, inside of me. She's inside of me. God's going to pull her out of me, and I'm going to call her woman because she's taken from inside. So you understand there was something inside of him. Three times and virus was already inside of him. So he
the word goes forth and heals diseases. The word goes forth and creates worlds. The word goes forth and creates anything I needed to create. So don't tell me who I got inside of me. Let me tell you who I got inside of me. And it is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit resides in me. So Jesus passes the first step. What is Jesus doing through this? He's ministering to the Father's heart about the first hurt in the Garden of Eden. And the more he begins to say, I know what's inside of me, the word, the flinch of a little by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, and all of a sudden the Father's heart begins to get a healing from that first woman You're going through what's going on because the more you struggle through the hurt, the father's seeing how much you care and how much you love him. We got so caught up on this merit business that we think, Well, I got to fast to get so and so, and you don't have to fast to get anything. But what you do have to do is fast to heal the Father's heart. And when you begin to heal the Father's heart, He speaks to the Spirit and says, Move on. He speaks to the Son and says, Give them whatever they 
to get what you need or what you want. It's about doing the sacrifice to reveal the heart of the Father so he commands the Spirit to move in your behalf. Us to get our feelings hurt and get all frustrated. And this may be the end of it. It's in my notes. Mm, that's in my notes. And see what happens? <laughs> it's got this little scripture in it. There's nothing in heart. So you get what I'm saying is that every time you say no to the flesh and yes to God, it's just my heart is feeling bad. You don't like that. And the spirit is going to move in that behalf. What happened? Like father, like son. So you can always tell what the father's thinking about how the son's reacting, right? Come on. I mean, remember this whole story here. This woman came in and she busted. I know that ain't my friend, but that is her. But she broke her heart after God. And she broke her life savings, her year's worth of wages. And she took it and broke it. And Poured it on his feet and began to wash his feet and dry it with her hair. And the Pharisee said, Well, if you knew what kind of woman that is, it's touching you. She ain't got it together. She's a left. She's got some problems. And Jesus said, Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does have some problems. Yes, she does have some issues. But you are Pharisees and you know the word and you fast twice a week and you do all of the alms and all of that you should have done, but you should have not left the other undone. I'm going to tell you what she's doing. She is doing a memorial right here and she's healing me from the burial that I'm about. Come on, I'm about to give it all up. And she is healing my heart forever goes to the cross. What she's doing this all figured out how we're going to come up in here and we're going to minister to people. We're going to get people healed. We're going to get people saved. We're going to get people delivered. But you forgot the most important person 
But you're supposed to be ministering here in your heart and heart. Give me one more slide and I'm done. Let's go to the last one. Acts chapter 1, 13 and verse 2. As they ministered to the Lord. So come on. And fasted. The Holy Ghost. You see what I told you? When you begin to pray and you begin to minister to the Father's heart, the Holy Ghost turns up and begins to speak. You don't have to beg him to. You don't have to craft on to. You don't have to say, Holy Ghost, come help us. All you got to do is minister to the Lord and fast, sacrifice your flesh all into the Lord. And when the Father sees the sacrificial offering of your flesh, Come back. There's nothing better than him. Hallelujah. Oh. I searched the world, but he couldn't heal me. I've done everything I knew to do to minister to the people and to my family, to my friends, but I couldn't move. Come on, neither can you. I'm telling you, what you can do is move the Father's heart. Come on, he begins to see you sacrifice your prayers. You got a headache and you still sacrifice the prayers. You got cancer burning up your body and you still praising him. You still blessing him. You're still moving one foot ahead of the other one, saying, I'm going to move it for you, Lord. I may not move it anywhere else, but I'm going to move it for you. I'm going to praise you. This may be the last breath I got because diabetes may be taking my body over, but I'm still going to sacrifice that breath for a picture, Jesus, that you brought me out, that you set me free, and that you made me holy, that you made me who I am. Come on, somebody. Thank you.